Good morning. This is Henry Harris, and welcome to another edition of the Spiritual Foundations of Mental Health. Today's topic, it is very difficult to force growth. Okay, let's begin. When we when we speak of the spiritual foundations of mental health, we're, we're referring to the simple idea that your well-being and your mental health are unconditional. There's not They're not dependent on having certain behaviors or certain uh, feelings, or alternatively, if you have bad habits or if you have difficult feelings, that's not an indication that you're somehow lacking in some fundamental sense. What happens is, is that we get uh, human beings are prone to ups and downs, all kinds of moods and feelings. Now, it looks to us that those feelings, uh, in as much as they're, they can feel distressing, they can feel painful, it can look to us that they are unsafe, that they're a problem, that they're bad. And then unconsciously, we start to work toward ridding ourselves of them. We look to change our feelings. We look to fix them or to run away from them or to manage them. We locate our, uh, we, we get this surge of discomfort. We get this surge of fear or anxious feelings or regret or pain or whatever it is. And we think to ourselves, well, that's not good. Where's that coming from? Now, this happens quickly. It's not something that we're fully aware of, but it happens quickly. And we think, okay, let's, uh, this has to be gotten rid of. Let's find out the source of it, and then let's go after it. And that's what we do. And innocently, we kind of land on like, oh, here's the cause. Here's the cause of my distressing feeling. That's obviously something that needs to be addressed and fixed. And then we innocently but but uh, kind of mistakenly pursue a certain analysis of sorts. What? How's it going to go that I could get rid of this or manage it or fix it or avoid it or blame or all kinds of things when we we enter into this innocent but mistaken analysis which which really is an analysis of something that is itself a, a misunderstanding my feelings my distressing feelings a are not unsafe i'm not saying they don't feel discomforting but they're not unsafe and second they're not being created by something or event out there they're not being created by the events of my past or some circumstance in the present moment or some anticipated future event. They're just not coming from there. The feelings that I'm having this moment, including my distressing feelings, including my warm, positive, peaceful feelings, all of those are coming from the same simple, single, simple source. There is a, a source behind all life that is animating everything. And what's amazingly fascinating and exciting about being a human being is that I have the ability not only to be animated moment to moment by that energy source as is everything of this world i the difference of, but with me relative to the everything else in this world is i get to have awareness of that i get to be i get the, i have the possibility of noticing and being conscious of being on the on the receiving end that everything is 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 being animated including my consciousness including my moods including the flow of the river of thinking and feeling that's flowing through me involuntarily I get to have an awareness that I am on the receiving end of this flow. And rather than it telling me about the world out there, it's really telling me about the flow of my, it's telling me about kind of the now, the now of my flow. And it at times feels warm and wonderful. And at times it feels frightening and insecure, but it's always the case that it's really speaking to, uh, 
uh, an internal weather. And so I get to live my life with this awareness that I am, um, I'm, I'm living my life and there's a, 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 a wondrous and beautiful and simple source that's animating everything. And I'm kind of watching it, exp- I'm experiencing it, and I'm watching it at the same time where I have the possibility of watching it. And when I, when I start to, sec- to, to, to look for that, if I'm open to that notion, then what can happen is, is that I start to have a different relationship with my, my, my own internal world. The, the fright, frightening feelings or insecure feelings, the moods, the difficulties start to look more like internal weather. They look less personal and they feel less kind of in my face. I still feel them, but I'm, I have some appreciation for there being a, a kind of a neutral aspect to them. And the good, warm feelings I'm aware of as gifts, as, as wondrous things that I didn't generate, that people and circumstances didn't generate. I'm just, I'm the recipient of this wondrous gift. So there's this possibility of a measure of kind of gentle grace in my, up, in my kind of hard feelings. And there's a possibility of a measure of gratitude, not to mention just a simpler life. It's just a much simpler life. When I'm, when I, when I see the nature of my internal experience with that perception, with that insight, I'm less inclined to want to jump into analysis mode. My mind is a wonderfully powerful tool, but it's just not very helpful um, uh, to revisit and revisit and revisit the feeling of hurt that I have and why it's associated with his actions or her actions or his or this past event like it's like it's just a a spin cycle of mental activity and i go there i do go there i'm not saying that because i have some understanding of this i'm not still fooled and inclined to want to be in the spin cycle of analysis i just have some recognition that okay i'm in a spin cycle right now i'm not sure how to emerge from the spin cycle but i know that this spin cycle is not, I know it's not really helping me. I know that I don't know how to stop myself from it in this moment. I, it, it's, it's reasonable that at some point it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flow in a new way. And I'll be here. I'll be here now. I'll be here now in my spin cycle knowing what I know. And I get to, I get to revisit and re- reaffirm that beautiful, simple truth, which is itself a, a wonderful spiritual accomplishment. Every time that I recognize and acknowledge that I'm on the receiving end of this single simple source, that there is nothing out there that is actually creating my feelings inside me, rather it's coming from that source, then I'm accomplishing some wonderful spiritual accomplishments. And I'm positioning myself as a, as a, as a, uh, to be more and more susceptible to new insights, to new understanding, to growth. So that is uh, my intro for today. And, and the topic I raised was, it's very difficult to force growth. Now, this came up in the context of conversations uh, relating, to, r- relating to parenting. But it's, it's relevant to people who are parents or not parents, because really the question of can we, f- can we force growth applies for, certainly from parents to children, and it applies with regards to individuals vis-a-vis themselves. 
can we can we force ourselves can we push ourselves to grow in a certain area now obviously it's a great thing to grow it's a great thing to encourage growth in our children it's a great thing to aspire to growth for ourselves but it is possible i've seen that one can engage or can enter into a kind of like this has to happen now i've had this recently because one of my children has a certain amount of you might call it uh uh, she would refer to it as a high level of self-consciousness, a certain kind of anxiety, like what are people thinking of me? And it and it's affecting her in her ability to, to form friendships and socialize, in her ability to participate in activities. Because the feeling of like, this is like everybody's watching me is so uncomfortable. It's so pain. It's so heavy. It's so painful that it just, it's it can sideline a person. It can just really sideline a person and, and, and it's a very strong chilling effect on a person's willingness to go out and do things in life. So I was in, I was kind of encouraging her, like, you got to make, like, this is going to get in the way of your life. And I, as, as your parent, I don't want it to get in the way of your life. I'm responsible to help you. So I'm going to discuss with you how you might undergo a challenge. So we spoke about it and she was actually open to the idea and she accepted upon herself a challenge. Uh, a challenge of inviting friends and kind of putting herself out there in the social world. Um, and we made a goal and we made a, a goal in a time frame that she would undertake that goal. And then as the weeks would go, she would find reason not to do it. And I would be like, well, wait a second, we had agreement and she was not comfortable and it was just very frightening to her. And I, we had, it was such a it was a lovely conversation and we introduced it and she was open and and she acknowledged but at the push came to shove she just was not comfortable making doing what she said not making she was not comfortable making these calls i thought let her expose herself to the experience see in fact that it's not so bad and then she'll she'll like she'll grow through it you know she's young she's capable of of accepting upon herself this challenge and and it'll affect her so I was frustrated with that. Now, in the interim, I ended up having a conversation with someone, a parent whose child is in a, in a much greater struggle, someone who's experienced a child whose experience of social anxiety and discomfort and is so great that she's not, she's not fully functioning. I mean, she's not just, she, there's many days during the course of her week that she just can't go to school. She's just kind of paralyzed with indecision or, or, or fear or depression. And this parent has been a highly accommodating and supportive and nurturing, but it is reached the point where after having gone to loads of therapists and highly qualified uh, psychiatrists, um, years, years of intensive work with a variety of different professionals. Uh, and it, it, it kind of two steps forward, but now at this point kind of five step back he's really overwhelmed and, and getting frightened himself. You know, he's frightened as to what's going to be with his child. So we spoke about it. And what was most striking to me in the course of our conversation was the degree to which it looked to him that he was really responsible to get her th over a certain goal. Like he was literally responsible to get to her to a certain place and he just couldn't do it. And it was becoming um, overwhelming to him. Like he was starting to to lose a sense of 
is just becoming deeply discouraged and and um just like a real existential pain. Like I, I, she needs to get here. I'm her father. I'm responsible to get her there. And I can't get her there no matter what I've done. Uh, and it's taking a toll on me. So it was striking to me how much he really felt that he was responsible to get her there and that he could and should be. Now he said, I, I know I can't, but I'm responsible to do everything I, I, I can as an effort. I'm responsible to make every effort I can. But it was it was kind of clear to me that it wasn't only the case that he felt he was responsible to make whatever effort he could. It was really the case that he felt, no, no, I got to get her there. And I know that her life is not going to go well if she doesn't get there. And And my takeaway was, you know, just listening to him, just listening to him, I was reminded more and more, more and more clearly no, no, it's really the case that you can't make someone go to a certain destination. You just cannot schlep them to a finish line of personal awareness or personal accomplishment or personal choice. You can't. You really cannot do that, which is a humbling feeling. It's a humbling feeling, and this is true for a parent toward a child. It's true for a person toward himself. A person toward himself also cannot mandate or force or whip himself to a place of different spiritual or different emotional equilibrium. A person cannot mandate or force himself to grow to a different state of mind. And so when, when a person encounters that, it can feel like, what? So then what's like, so then what does facilitate growth? How is a parent going to facilitate this child not being stuck in life. How can a person facilitate himself not being stuck in life? Like, how does that work? Where does it come from? So I'll share with you what, 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 what I understand though. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still learning about this. What I've come to understand is that there is a reservoir of desire within every human being to grow. There is, there is within each one of us, there is an awareness of, there's a, there is a desire, there's a will to move forward, to find and develop new paths and new potential. There is that within every single human being. Now, simultaneously, there are, there's, uh, there are feelings of, of fear, there's feelings of doubt, there's feelings of insecurity that can overwhelm and obscure that inner desire. There's both. There's an internal desire to move forward in life, to face difficulties, to even even to the point of encountering risk. The desire is very strong, and it is that desire that allows us to to take new choices, to take risks, to face uncertainties. That desire can can become is is very powerful. But to the degree that it's 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 there's a lot of noise of fearful feelings and discouraged feelings. That noise can drown out and make very small and very soft that power that that powerful desire. It just the desire becomes clouded and, and obscured, and then it becomes kind of not very animating. And what I'm seeing in this uh, in this parent is this the discouragement, the discouragement, and the and the and then and unfortunately there's a cycle now where the where the child. What's going on is the child encounters her own fears and her insecure feelings and is frightened by them. 
she doesn't understand the, 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 the truth behind her psychological experience. When she gets a flood of dark feelings, it feels defining to her. It feels absolutely, um, it feels scary and destabilizing. I am a person who lives in fear and I have no control over it and it debilitates me. And what can I do? It's like a monster that I have to bow down to. Now, in the presence of her parent, the, the parent is also in this case frightened. He looks at her and he says, whoa, this is frightening. We need to fix this. We need to take you to this psychiatrist, that psychiatrist, this doctor, this doctor, because this has to disappear because it's not good. Now, he's not, God forbid, intentionally communicating this. He wants to help her. But underlying his outlook is there's, there is something wrong here. You are uh, you are." you are not functioning correctly. There's something amiss about your psychological experience. We need to fix it. Now, in her disequilibrium, she's looking for an anchor, but she looks into his heart and eyes and she sees, oh my gosh, he's frightened as well. I am really messed up. Now, all of this is unconsciousness. This is not necessarily a conscious and willful process, but it's happening. Now, what's possible is for him to realize, you know, her, I, I asked him the question, is she always, is she always in this kind of dysfunctional state? Is she always gripped by and paralyzed by fear and insecurity? Or are there times where she's kind of a kid and she's able to enjoy herself and maybe her siblings and kind of, you know, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, she is. She says she does get like that at times. So that to me is already like, a reminder that we we're not our feelings we're not our moods we might be dis, we might be mis, we might have misunderstanding about feelings and moods and to the degree that we do we can become more we become more susceptible to those feelings and moods but she is not her feelings and moods and when she when she, but she doesn't know that she gets frightened she looks to him and he's frightened that only circuit that only strengthens the fearful fearful feeling the opportunity of a parent and any person for himself for that matter the opportunity that a parent has to provide to his child is a space of of a space of understanding a space of acceptance a space of 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 kind of safety you know oh yo you're feeling this mood right now okay tell me more about it i know that it's not it's not actually dangerous but I understand that it, it's, it, it feels painful. Tell me more about it. I can be with it. When a parent expresses an, 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 that, that underlying understanding, I can be with your pain. Let's, let's look at it because it's because not, not, not the words, it's not the words that a parent say, but it's the word, it's the sentiment that is communicated with an inner knowing. I know that your feelings are not dangerous and therefore I don't need to fix them or run from them or banish them or hide from them. So let's look at them. And then the parent, the child, to the degree that he experiences or she experiences a parent or anyone for that matter, that's, that recognizes there's nothing frightening here. There's nothing dangerous here. Okay, let's look. Then the, the child can look. The child can be in that moment's fear, in that moment's painful feeling. And then the child cycles through it. In the moment that he's not needing to fix it or run from it or struggle with it, because he's got someone who he looks to and trusts and feels comfortable with who's not running, fixing, or managing that fear. 
then he's in the fear and then it moves on and then it's, uh, he cycles through it and he's, he becomes settled. And at a certain point, as a child encounters those feelings more and more in a space that's kind of a safe space, a space with understanding, then the child starts to acquire an inner recognition. I can be in my life. I can be in my ups and my downs. I know this is not a, a day's learning experience, but it, it's unbelievably powerful and impactful that a child encounter that safe space. Now, the challenge here is that this parent himself doesn't feel safe. He feels truly frightened by his child's uh, struggles. He doesn't, he's not able to offer an inner recognition. I, I know you're, I know you're safe. I know you're well, I know you have wisdom. You're just not in touch with it, but I know it's there. So let's, you know, I can be with you and I can be with you wherever you are. The, the, the parent in this moment is not able to provide that for his child because he doesn't see, he hasn't seen that for himself. He gets frightened. And the same thing is parallel going on with him. He's not always in the same gripped fear about his child. He's sometimes more comfortable or more at peace with it, more accepting of it. In time, and at times he's more gripped and paralyzed by it. What's available to him is to recognize that he really can't get her to the finish line. So then he's left with, okay, so where does it come from? It comes from a source that's beyond him. It's beyond her. It's part. It's it's alive in her. There is a desire within her, a force, a life force within her that wants to grow, that wants to accomplish. It's just that there's the drowning noise of the fearful feelings that she could use help in 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 being with. She could use a hand and just I can be with you in these feelings, and your life is okay right now. That that's what's available. When I suggested to him, you know, your your struggle in part is coming from this feeling of like, I've got to get her there, but I can't. And I'm demoralized. You know, you might as well say to yourself, like, if I could just string together 30, 30 days of sunny weather, I know that she'd be fine. I know that she'd be out, she'd get out of this. No problem. I just need to string together 30 days of sunny weather. And, and, and what can I do? I I've gotten as far as 17, but I just can't get past 17. And I've tried so many times, like, and, and, for whatever reason, he found that to be very funny. And we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. But yeah, it's demoralizing to feel that you got to string together 30 days of sunny weather and you can't get there because you can't. Because you can't. And and the degree to which we find uh, 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 the truth about these darker feelings, these lighter feelings, this nonstop desire that's within us, it's there's a continuous desire there's a continuous sourcing of feelings of all kinds it's not our we're not authoring those things they're there and as we learn as we are open to the truth of those feelings and that desire then we can be in our lives and we can then grow we can we can uh uh we can find a new relationship with the feelings the fearful feelings and then by virtue of not needing to fix or analyze or manage them, we get to let them be. And as we let them be and we acknowledge the truth and the safety of those feelings, then they move. They move. They'll come back and then they'll move and then they'll come back and then they'll move and we navigate our lives. And as I was listening to this whole thing, it occurred to me, oh my, I'm kind of mandating growth to my, to my child. 
and I realized, you know, she, she of course wants to make friends and do new things. And she of course wants that she's endowed with a desire for, for all of that. And she's got fearful feelings. And so I just had this insight, you know, I'm going to sit with her and I'm going to say, you know, this whole thing, like I, I, my sense is that it's just not comfortable for you, this project. Like you, you've had second thoughts about this goal. And she's like, yeah, definitely. I don't want to do this. I was like, okay, are you okay with the, with the degree of you, you've told me that you feel self-conscious at school. Are you okay with that level of self-consciousness? And she's like, well, I don't know what, what to do differently about it. So I was like, okay, at some point you might want to do something about it, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it right now. You, the, the nervousness you feel, the self-consciousness, it's fine. It's really okay. You can be there. And at some point you might decide that you want to do something about it. Who knows? So that safe space is that's the, that's that's my answer to the question can we force ourselves or others to grow and no the answer is not we can we can help create a safe space we can create a space where there's an understanding that feelings are safe that upset is safe that anxiousness is safe it's all safe there's nothing to fix it's no different than an internal weather there are behaviors that could be issues i'm not saying therefore all behaviors are fine but the feelings themselves are are, are okay that is uh it, it, we have permission to be with them and as we see that when we have the possibility of move, of letting go of our need to analyze or fix them and then they move and then they move <laughs>